It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The calendar has officially hit August 1st today, which means Sip, not only is there practice this month, there is a actual football game that is very, very important this month for Nebraska football. We've made it. We've made it. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. It's August 1. (laughs) It's August 1st today. In 26 days, Nebraska will face Northwestern in Dublin. Yeah, we got to get our stuff together. In a game that is extremely important for the season and the future of Nebraska football. Jeez. That's it? That's it. That's all that's involved in this Northwestern. That's it. That's all that's involved in in that game in Dublin. That's like... A very heavy conversation. Well, you know, I have all the heavy conversations. Yeah, that was heavy. So. <laughs> that was heavy. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. How's your weekend? Be here shortly, so it's fine. You're following a golf ball. Oh the boy. Uh, yeah, the weekend. Boy, I didn't hear I, from you I, at my, all because I, I was playing horrendous golf. That's why. Yeah, in Beatrice. Yep. Usually, if I play bad golf, you don't hear from me. If I play good golf, I might get a little cocky in there. Yeah. If, I, if I'm quiet, and you know, I got a golf tournament for two days, which I love that tournament, and I play like that. No reason for me to talk at all. Were you spraying it all over the place? Oh, come you know, my driver is probably my best part of my game. And people who play with me know that when I'm on, I'm not hitting it as far as a lot of guys are. I hit it pretty good and straight and consistent. I think I hit one good drive the whole weekend. Oh, I, I was pulling the crap. I was slicing it. I was chunking it. I chunked drivers. You chunked one? And that puts me in a bad mood. You chunked some? Yeah, I chunked some drivers. I was hitting behind it. I was coming down too quick. Whoa. Yep. Bad, bad performance uh, on the links for me yesterday and, and Saturday. Well, but was, here I am. There was, I mean, it was, it was a good. I mean, I think the links were a good place for you to be. Yeah, it, well, it was the it last hurrah yeah. before you know football season, right? We God, I hate it when we talk like that. We had media days that led up to it, and I was busy last weekend, and so uh, then you have the golf tournament, and that's really the final hurrah of the summer. I don't like. What's wrong with that? I like the fall. I like the fall. I, it was a good, productive summer. I had fun. Now it's time for the fall. It does the. Thank you, Gus. It's nothing wrong with the end of summer. I'm not in high school anymore. Where I, where I lament the end of summer, I can accept it and embrace it. Where I'm coming from is this: Does the world have to stop with the coming of football season? It does. <laughs> I see. It, I, it ha- always never, has. It always yeah, will. Maybe I think it always will. I've never quite gotten used to that. I mean, people still go to the lake until the you know mid-September, end of September, and then, then you can't do that anymore because it's too cold. It wasn't a very busy sporting weekend, although there was news of the Bill Russell passing, which we'll Yes, we'll get to that later on in the show. Um, there wasn't a great deal of news, though. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> As I prepped the show today, there wasn't much going on. Today, yeah. I mean, if you watch ESPN, which I did, I had ESPN on. Um, I tried to I tried to watch some stuff. But there was there was some sort of men's basketball event in the afternoon on Saturday. Right, right. not worth watching. Not captivating. Was it NBA or college? 
it, for it, high school. It wasn't any of those. Okay. It was just a thrown together Wonderful. former player love type that. thing. Don't you love that? I think it was a former player type thing. Okay. And then the the, the WNBA was on, um, and that you know. Uh, so, <laughs> stop right there. Uh, by the way, Michael in Carolina says, yes, Sip, the world does stop when football season starts. Well, let's starts. talk about football then. Uh, 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. You can always comment and watch us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, you wrote over the weekend, Sip. Yeah, I read it. I read it for on3.com. You read it or browse No, it? I – it was a mixture, I think. Let's go with, I read most of it and then browse. So <laughs> – I don't know what you called it. It wasn't like a the typical browser. I read the majority of it. Uh, you're, I, I'm probably, taking your age into account. I probably missed some paragraphs right. or some parts of sentences, but you know, kept going. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you wrote Sip that Donovan Raiola for Nebraska is is the most important hire of the offseason for Nebraska ahead of Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, and Mark Whipple. And I guess I'd ask you this: mm-hmm. you and the listeners four six four five six eight five. If big improvement on the offensive line is a key to Nebraska having success this season, how much improvement can we expect? And how quickly does that happen? Is it obvious game one that, hey, <coughs> things that Donovan is implementing on the offensive line for either fundamentals or just any mannerisms can come into play? And it's obvious. Scott Frost, quote, I think it'll be the change. The way the the way it looks up front. This is quoting Scott Frost. I think it'll be pretty noticeable how much different it is, especially the way they approach their first couple steps. Okay, we discussed this in Indy. We did. Do you we'll remember do it that? Again. We'll do it again. <laughs> I, I think you, what if you're a Nebraska fan, there's there's a few things that you hope for and probably can be optimistic about. One thing would be a change in mentality. Just a just in what is the change of mentality? It's it's a it's a um oh I would say hunger, it's a desire. Hunger. It's a, hunger. It's being asked to to come off the ball hard, forward. Forward steps. Not slide steps, not not, um, and I'm not going to get into the technicalities of the way uh, the the former coach, the often the former offensive line coach, compared to this one because I don't know, I don't even know him, but I've heard Frost talk about it enough to know what we're talking about is exploding off the ball, exploding off the line of scrimmage, and the mentality changing. It's not that. See, the thing that you don't want to do in this conversation is intimate that Greg Austin's lines weren't tough okay that they that they didn't they weren't interested in being physical that's, that, that, that's not true anybody knows Greg Austin knows um, he's a phys- he teaches a, he teaches physicality he was a very physical lineman but I don't think it was emphasized emphasized to explode off the ball it does leave you vulnerable some coaches don't want to do it because of that it, it does leave you vulnerable to Lyman, Lyman going through creases, um, and it can make you look bad. But I think that it's just a – Jake, it's just, it's just like in radio. Some guys have different philosophies behind what they think is good radio. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just different, right? Yeah. And 
And Donovan teaches a different philosophy. He teaches different philosophies. He brings a different sort of mentality. I told you, like, when he got here, no more texts that from players that in which they call the coach bro or um, homeboy or whatever. I mean, it's no, they, you're, we're not bros. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a coach player. There's a, you have to, there's a distinction that has to be made in some guys' mind, but in some yeah. guys it's become, you hear these players now referring to their coaches by their last name. Sometimes it's not, Coach. It wasn't coach held. It was Ryan. It was. Yeah. It, I don't want to get too deep. No, you don't need to get. Here, but yeah. but I, let me say this. No, you so. don't. You don't need to get too deep. But I'm telling this. I'm telling you this. It's different with Donovan. Sure. He draws some lines that weren't drawn. Before. So, yeah. I'm, and I'm glad. I like the lines being drawn because I was. You know, again, I, told you, I was in Beatrice this weekend uh, where Cameron Juergens went to high school. And there's sure. a lot of conversation about Cameron Juergens down there. <clears throat> Is there about him and, going and, in the pros? Oh, yeah. And and, they, and they, people were very clear that, you know, everyone that knows Cameron says he was very, very high on Greg Austin. So there is, again, for the line there of the form, yeah. that's somebody that was very there complimentary, was a second-round pick. So it's not like it's all hell broke loose in that line and, and people didn't like it. No, the, the mm -hmm. players did like him. Yeah. But, again, like, to your point there, Sip, you know, it, they were friends with them, right? They were friendly. Yeah. Donovan doesn't want to be your friend. He wants to well, be somebody that's, that you can rely on and go to for yeah. guidance. Uh -huh. But don't, don't call me bro, right? right? I'm coach. Right. I'm coach Raiola to you. Yeah. yeah. And so it's different. It doesn't, like I said, I don't. It, we're not going to say it's better, but it's different. And then as far as personnel goes, I mean, I know what this, how this is stacking up. And Scott, Scott alluded to it. In Indy, again, again, um, a lot of this comes down to Turner Corcoran. Scott said this about Turner Corcoran. Turner Corcoran, he said, is capable of playing all five spots if we need him to. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. That is interesting. We're, we're going to rep him at a lot of those spots in preseason camp. Depending on who else steps forward, I think his spot will kind of declare itself. Mm -hmm. I think that means if Bryce Benhart steps forward at right tackle. Okay. Now, he started 11 games there last yeah, year. It was a problem or 10, for most of those games. 10 or 11. And, and yeah, pass blocking mainly was a problem. But if he, if he solidifies the right tackle position in camp, then – then that then Turner Corcoran isn't isn't going to play right tackle. So where do you put him? Probably left guard. Okay, so we've talked about that. Teddy yeah, Prohaska, Teddy Prohaska, left tackle. Turner Corcoran, left guard. Trent Hickson, center. Brock Bando, inside track at right ta uh, right guard. Ben Hart, right tackle. I'm just I think that's I'm, what they want. I'm just telling you that they might want that. But a a lineup that features Bra uh, Bryce Ben Hart starting week one at right tackle is going to cause a lot of consternation with Nebraska football fans who saw that last year. And I, I don't like attacking players. I don't like doing that. But people will have nightmares. I mean, Adrian Martinez is going to have nightmares for years of that Michigan State game, of, of 14 pressures by one player, 20 for the team, 20-plus for the team. Like, you have to leave open the possibility, Jay, that, the po a player, that a player gets better. Well, that needs to happen very, very quickly well, thank you. and largely for – Bryce Benhart. Yeah, you have to leave open that Bryce Benhart has grown as a player. 
I'm not I'm not gonna get on a soapbox here, but I do I do this. I, I have to it seems like I have to remind you, oh because of your age, that they didn't used to play offensive linemen until I'm not denying that until they were third or fourth or fifth That's year fine. in the program. That's fine. But we but people saw him play a lot of football and it didn't exactly get better throughout the year. That's the problem. So to me, if you saw improvement from week one last year to week whenever he got benched then all right, okay, then we can live with the early problems and say, look, it's clicking now. But I don't think you can ever say there was a moment where you said it's clicking for Penhart. So that's why you still have consternation and fear of that being the lineup for game one. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You understand. Oh, right? I do understand. Okay. I, but that's I think that's I think that's the line they want. The one I just went through. Yep. Now, if Ben Hart in camp now you would think he'll get tested in camp by think about who he's going up against every day. O'Shawn Mathis, Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson. Yeah, that'll be a challenge. If if he's not pass blocking well, it's gonna get found out. I watched tape of O'Shawn Mathis last night. He'll he'll destroy Ben Hart if Ben Hart isn't isn't on his on his screws he will destroy him that is a real pass rusher O'Shawn Mathis yeah we'll get to that next segment yeah. where he's seen as nationally right and and so by the way is Garrett Nelson and Caleb Tanner there's plenty you'll know they'll know if if Bryce isn't ready it'll be very easy to see how actually. how soon will you know that quickly like this week well they don't they don't scrimmage I don't think until the ninth practice okay. They're going into practice four. But that doesn't mean they don't do pass rush drills and pass rush situations. By the way, you will have 15 to 30 minutes today to watch practice after the show is over. Yeah, So you get something to see. Yeah, I'll have to leave early. Yeah, it's fine. At three minutes till. We'll handle it. Thank you. Um, But so, yeah, we will see some things today. So that can't. So back to your question. Read it. If big improvement on the offensive line is a key to Nebraska having success this season, how much improvement can we actually expect? And how soon? I think it could be significant. There's there's so many questions, though, in this conversation. I think it can be a good run-blocking unit, but how much are they going to run? Um pass blocking is just that was the that was the issue is it going to be a more tenacious sort of hard nose unit that's what i wonder how you'll 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 know quite a bit against northwestern and then you won't know quite a bit for a couple of weeks and then you'll know a lot against oklahoma right what are you going to learn against north dakota and georgia southern probably not that much hopefully you take care of those teams probably not that much Northwestern, you'll learn. You'll learn some. That's a I absolutely, mean, yeah, yeah. Now that was a JV defense last year. Right. Northwestern trotted out at Memorial Stadium a JV defense. It was a JV team last year. Yeah. Now, now they typically have a good defense. Typically, they have a strong defense. I say that because respectable. because Nebraska played on back to back weeks Northwestern and Michigan, and the difference in, <laughs> was astounding. It was. It was astounding. The difference in level of play. But I I suspect Northwestern's got to be better this year. I mean, there's still they, a Big Ten yeah, team. Right, right. Well, Fitzgerald doesn't put together back-to-back terrible seasons. He just doesn't do it. 
Well, no. I got to think that defense, what we can. I, I would be frankly stunned if Nebraska put up 56 points again on Northwestern. Stunned. Won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> In Ireland, new quarterback, new faces on offense, new coaches. I just don't see them putting up 56 points. I can see more like a 13 to 10 type of game oh. in Ireland, which is what I, no. what I kind of expect. Some low scoring, nail biting game, Oof. which we'll get to officially. When yeah, this, we got a lot of time to. We got 26 days for that, but I, I just of, feel like it's going to be a low scoring, grinded out game for both teams. We got a lot of time to hash that out. We do. What are you hearing on the text line? 464 5685, call or text as always. Let's see. Uh, Michael says this. Based on what we think we know, is there a better pass rusher Bryce will face than O'Shawn in practice? And we'll get to that next segment where it's pretty clear that, uh, per Mike Farrell at least, MikeFarrellSports.com, the godfather of recruiting, that O'Shawn Mathis is probably the second best rusher, edge rusher in the conference per one person. I'll tell you what. You watch, you watch video of him. That is he's impressive. Nebraska yep. really got a they they got a major league score there out of the portal. I mean, you know, some people thought he was the top ranked player in the portal. I if you watch his he's, film, he's you can, right up there. At least, yeah, you can definitely understand that. Uh, this is from Doc D O C K Doc. He says um, a couple of things. He says he says this one first. He says, "Can we stop bringing up Caleb Tanner like he is a legit pass rusher? He hasn't done anything in four years at Nebraska." Okay, that's fair. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, he's a, but he, Doc, size is the issue. He's got more to go off. I'll be run more, run more, one more. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. This is about the offensive line here. Ready for this one? Yes. D O C K Doc. <laughs> These offensive linemen have been doing have been doing the same thing for the last four years. So to think now all of a sudden they're going to just turn on a switch and be more aggressive and do things completely differently is not realistic. Oh, I think it I'm is. Assuming the line is still going to struggle this year, especially since they are learning a new style and have a position coach who has virtually no experience. Deal. That's Doc. Oh, he has he has he has he has experience. He coached in the NFL. Um he he has experience. He learned he's learned under some of the great offensive line coaches. He played in the he played at Wisconsin. Uh he under, his he, his brother seems to understand Offensive line play, hey, experience. No, he hasn't been in Division One. He hasn't been a Power Five off Power Five offensive line coach. But come on, I mean, he grew up. He grew up as an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. No, I no, I don't. No, the experience thing, I I don't buy, Doc. I do understand where you're coming from as far as will they be able to just flip a switch quickly. Um, and change mentality and and settle in to this approach seamlessly. I, I think it's more possible than you think up front. Um, but, you know, I, I understand the hesitancy. I understand any Nebraska fan's hesitancy about anything right now. Well, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Five straight bowl games, missed bowl games, will, will do that to you. <laughs> but... But I mean, experience. I, I, I get. I, I, I sort you of. You get understand. what he's saying, though. Oh, okay, if, I get it. But I get it. I get. It, I get it. But do you see what I'm saying? Okay, maybe he doesn't have power five experience leading an offensive line. He's led offensive lines, though. He he was a coach of the Bears for a few years. Now, albeit assistant offensive line coach, but you're still heavily involved at at in the game's highest level. Donovan 
played at Wisconsin at a very high level under Barry Alvarez at an offensive line factory. He grew up with Dominic. Yeah. Um, that's an offensive line household. I mean, how, how often do you think – they talked about offensive line play probably when they were kids. Yeah, I think the question's more about – the players turning on that switch, which they've had this different teaching for four years. Does it just happen like that? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, that's legit. That's legit. Again, I understand the hesitancy. I'm more optimistic, but I tend to be that way. I mean, I, I tend to be that way. Um, I think it can happen. I think you could see them <clears throat> adopt the Rayola sort of personality. I hope which so. Which is throw the first punch, which yeah. is which is go to the whistle and a little beyond, which is which is sort of a brawler style. Yeah, I could see that being more the yeah, case. I feel I, and again this is this is me with the pessimistic mindset, so hear me out in this. A go figure. Well what well, what else is new over here, right? <laughs> right what right, else is new on this right. side of the table? <laughs> I always I told I told you in the past how I always was amazed how like in the off season for quarterback play you'd have Taylor Martinez or, T- or Tommy Armstrong like we'd get like the tutelage of Steve Calhoun is that the quarterbacks coach out west yeah Steve Calhoun and, out, yeah he's a quarterback and, guru and you I haven't hear, talked to him in a you while you hear all these you know, reports of of these guys finally not on their back foot and and completing the throw and then when the season starts they look okay for a while the, then the first adversity hits and they go back to what they knew and all that stuff that they had learned they went back to what they had done in a common problem in sports right i have the same concern with the offensive line that hey they might revert back to what they did or what they knew when the bullets are flying in the first yeah when it gets during the season yeah when it gets crazy out there sometimes crazy things are moving fast you get hit in the mouth you're seeing stars and sometimes you just revert it happens all the time in sports Mm and various sports i mean i'm I always go to the boxing car angle where we'd work all week on something, um, emphasize it. But once you get in the ring and things are crazy, you absolutely would revert. Um, hand, right hand slips down. Your punches aren't straight. You're, you're flailing. After all week, you worked on keeping the punches inside. Um, and then, yeah, just everything sort of goes out the window. I get, I get what you're saying, especially as it applies to a quarterback. Um, what you you were talking about how how fans are kind of beat down a little bit. Oh, yeah, this is from Paul in Urbandale, Iowa. Hello, Urbandale. He says, at this point, you could take Nick Saban and all of Alabama and put Husker uniforms on them and bring them to Lincoln, and I would still have a hard time getting my hopes up for success. Is it that bad? Uh, so I'm trying to, so I'm at an, you know I'm at this golf event this weekend. There's okay. a lot. There's, there's probably a hundred, hundred forty people there. It's a good event and good, people, good size event. And, and people, oh, people are talking about football. Are they asking you questions? Some, yeah. I'm, and I'm trying to gauge the conversations of what they're talking about and see what their optimism level is. And there's this, there's a slight optimism. There's belief, but there's also the fear that hey, we know how to shoot ourselves in the foot. So I don't, you don't hear like people talking about the highest thing they could do. You don't hear like, oh, they're going to win nine games this year. They're going to win ten. <clears throat> they're in the six to seven win range. Yeah. Which is, again, that's progress for this team. That's where you are. That's where I'm at. That's where I am. But seven. nobody like tried to push back and say that they should be 
a nine win team or they could be a a three win team. Well, Bob calls our show right quite a bit. Bob is the only twelve and zero Kool Aid <laughs> man out there. At least the only one that we hear from on the show. I'll tell you what if if I were a Nebraska fan and I wanted to be uplifted. I would watch video of O'Shawn, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. Greg in Michigan says the jury is out on how O'Shawn will do with Big Ten tackles. Sure, yeah. It is out. Yeah, and not to not to obliterate the next segment, but I did watch – I watched a breakdown of O'Shawn Mathis that somebody did on YouTube, and you do note, you do note the tackles he's going against in the Big 12 don't look like the ones in the Big Ten. No. They don't. They don't look like that. Big Ten tackles are bigger, stronger, more fierce. I saw him going up against some pretty mediocre ta- tackles in the in the Big Big Twelve, but I also saw him ab- abuse them. I mean, I'll tell you what, O'Shawn is a nice guy, but he does play with a fury that's appealing. He's a super nice guy, so I'm always I always wonder about guys like that. Can they can they be mean? Yeah, he's got a mean streak. Uh, a lot of thought comments about O'Shawn. We'll get to those next segment. Because... Most the most important hire, the most important it's... hire of the five is Donovan Rayola. Whipple, you might say Jake, but you might say but Sip, Whip calls the plays. He's the most important. You know. Mm-mm. Well, he is important. You know what I? You know, you know where I'm going, though. I don't care who's calling the plays. Don Shula, did Don Shula call plays? I don't know. For it sure. doesn't matter. Can't speak for that. For it doesn't 70s. matter. Lincoln Riley Jeez. could be calling the plays. It doesn't matter if you don't get anything done up front, right? Does it? No. You've it watched not. enough no, football. It doesn't matter. We've watched enough football. What's it matter if you're getting whooped up front? What play you call? Donovan Rayola is the most important hire. Mickey Joseph has captivated the fan base with his charisma and his recruiting prowess. But, and he's an important hire. It ranks Donovan Rayola, Mark Whipple, Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, Brian Applewhite. Oh yeah, I forget about Brian Applewhite. Yeah, don't forget about him. They're He's all behind important. Bill. Bo- yeah, you're right. They're, they're, it's a well, very it, when I look at when you contemplate the five and know what you know now. Th- those are five strong personalities. <laughs> Frost hired hired five strong personalities. All of them are. Certainly, Mickey is. Mickey is a force. He is a force, and he's very strong. He's a very strong personality. And he's done a good job recruiting, but not he's not as important in the grand scheme as Donovan. He's going is not as important in the grand scheme as Donovan Rayola. O'Shawn Mathis will be having a welcome to the Big Ten moment to begin the season against Peter Skronsky of Northwestern. Yeah, you might. might well, you could move him to the other side. You, of could, you could. Yeah, you, you better. Could, I'd 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 switch him up. I'd like to see one, you know, a couple reps of see what it looks like though. Can he can he get around? I'd him? switch him up. I just move. I just. It, listen to me, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Steve Eric, Chenander. You're listening, Eric Chenander. <laughs> switch it up with Oshon against Skaronsky of, of Northwestern. Well, I'd run. I would run Garrett Nelson at Skaronsky at times, and I'd run Oshon at times at him, and I'd run Caleb Tanner at him at times. 
Uh, GP and Gretna says, can coaching turn a switch for two tackles who are the worst rated pass blockers in college football or is a spade a spade? Players can get better, especially young offensive linemen, especially young offensive linemen in the case of Turner Corcoran who played hurt. We're going to see a healthy Turner Corcoran, I hope. That'd be nice. You can, and I don't think he's going to be playing right tackle either. You can either. sense the level of optimism with that line right now with the text line at this point. Oh, I think there's. you can find people who are optimistic. What are you? I'm g- guardedly optimistic. Guardedly. I'm intrigued. I do think we'll see a mentality shift. Now, will we see a... Will, we, will it be very evident that the, that the level of play has been raised? That I don't know, but I know what I'm looking for. And I know what you'll be looking for. And I know what everybody should be looking for. Does the line of scrimmage move? Yes. And last year, I watched for it all the time. And it was very, it did at times. Not enough. Not enough. Uncommon, right? It was uncommon when they moved the line. Yeah. Which is sad when you're playing football. Uncommon, I don't know. It just didn't move enough. It just was too many stalemates, right? Too many times where it just didn't move. It was just a lot of flailing down there. Well, seriously, that's what it was. Flailing? There was a lot of flailing and no movement. I want to see a line because you know what? (laughs) You know what? You know what we miss? What Nebraska fans hunger for? You remember remember the days when the line clearly f- had found a groove and they were blowing people off the ball and you know that feeling that reverberates in the stadium it's the it's the greatest feeling it's one of the greatest mm. feelings a fan can have it's domination your, it's ultimate domination right your yeah, your team is dominating mm-hmm. your 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 linemen are puffing out their chests there's a there's a swagger that the line that the big boys have and everybody's feeding off of it what, wouldn't that be nice that that there's Bob. There's that, Bob. That feeling and the feeling of a pass rush are that incredible yep. feelings. They, they when are. that when that pocket, the moment the pocket breaks down, and here they come. Oh God, well, yeah, and it's mayhem in the pocket. Think about like Wisconsin when they ran for 500 yards against Nebraska. The fans of that of that team, like yeah, they can't stop us. Like, we're, we're just pounding them with our backs and our line. Yeah, we are king. Yeah. Bow down to us. Yes, that's what you peasants. Yeah. And then the other great feeling that I think about in football is a punt return. Oh, that is a great one. When or you, punt block. Yeah, punt block. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, two that's in one incredible. game against Northern Illinois a couple years yeah, ago. That was, that was awesome. The, the, the crowd got juiced yeah, as they should about have. Mayhem. Jeez. Awesome. All right, Bob. Quick call from Bob on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline 464 5685. Bob, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, you know, I'm very optimistic about this uh, offensive line. Um, it's a new, it's a new, uh, new, new scheme. Uh, and times that players struggle, you put them in a different scheme, and that scheme will fit their personality better. And I think this offensive line and the personality and the physicality that we're going to be uh, getting this year fits these guys better. And I look for them to open more lanes for the pass for the uh, running game, and uh, look for them to, uh, to pass better. And I also look for quick, you know, for uh, for quick quick outs too. You know, you want to blitz, we'll blitz. Go ahead and blitz. We got a hot, you know, we got a, a hot receiver, you know, and uh, 
the reads are going to be important, and I think the quarterbacks can do that. So something we really didn't have last year. Um, at times, you know, <clears throat> we didn't have a quick, uh, uh, didn't seem like we had a quick receipt or a quick outlet. And I think that uh, this year, you know, we've got backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield, give them, you know, give them, uh, give them the ball out of the backfield, a uh, little pass, and let them pick up 50 yards, you know. It's just, just as good as running game. So, but, uh, yeah, short passes, medium we lost, we lost Bob. Bob. That's okay. Thanks, Bob. Bob, thank you. He's he's optimistic. And you know what? Maybe maybe Donovan does fit the personality of these guys better. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I think you could probably think of a lot of instances in sports where the, the there was a coaching change and it took quickly. It took quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It can happen. It can happen. Yeah. Sure it can happen. Yeah. I get the guarded. They're just scorned right now. I get how. What? Nebraska fans are scorned. Scorned. Yeah. That might not be the right one. Just beaten down. Yeah, scorned. <laughs> like your driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was definitely scorned. <laughs> More next early break in the ticket.